Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host. Welcome to another episode of Cop Talk America, where we only care about the truth, not your feelings. And we're going to start out one. Evidently, we got some feelings hurt here. Evidently, uh, according to the article we're reading off of Fox News, a county in Oregon just paid out a $100,000 settlement because an employee was so upset and disgruntled with a Blue Lives Matter flag. And she didn't like the treatment uh, when she expressed her uh, dismay to the flag. She didn't like the treatment of her fellow workers. She ended up suing for originally 420000 They settled for 100000 uh, and she had to be moved out of that department. So... Once again, we care about the truth and not her feelings, but evidently this county in Oregon cares more about the feelings and common sense. And this is just one issue we've brought up here a hundred times. You have these administrations, whether it be government, whether it be private industry, and they're ballless. You know, this this person wants to hoot and holler and scream and, and carry on and, and says that the Blue Lives Matter flag offended her because it went against Black Lives Matter. And instead of just telling this woman to get a life and maybe a different job, uh, she ends up getting $100,000 instead. So, Well, she went past that. She got pictures of people who had been killed by the police and put them up at right. her workstation. And that's when they asked her to take those down. And her response was, well, they only put this flag up in order to minimize or diminish Black Lives Matter and yada, yada, yada. And again, I mean, if an administration would simply look at this and say, I guess we'll see you in court. Right. Because we're not going to settle with you. We're not going to sit here and decide. But again, as Jerry said earlier in a previous episode, as soon as you get attorneys involved. It screws everything up. Common sense and everything else goes goes away. And we're just going to be. And what I also like is she loses this job. However, she can apply for any other job within that county. And I'm like. Oh, wow. Yeah, wouldn't you like her coming to your department? Oh, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? And I, I have no problem with her having what she believes, and she can express those when she's not at work. And if they wanted to turn around and say to the other individual, you can't have the Blue Lives Matter flag up because we don't elect political flags or paraphernalia be placed, posted up, fine. Just be consistent. But to pay out $100,000? Yeah, not worth a hundred grand. No. Well, Jeff, you got to remember, like you said, she could, she could have her own uh, opinion, but one of her bases on her lawsuit was the fact that everybody else in the office had an opinion about her opinion, and that's what she didn't like, is because they all said something against her because she thought that flag was a no-no, and so now everybody else talked about her, and so now... I'm offended because they don't like my opinion, yep. but I guess nobody else is entitled to one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where it says when you're working that I have to like everybody I work with, because we all know that didn't happen. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Speaking of flags, uh, also was a town out in California that just had a big stink because they redesigned the uh, logo on the side of their squad cars, and they used it. Uh, Unbelievable, but using an American flag, and some people found that offensive. 
uh, did some research on this. And this is like many things. It was just an extremely small group of eccentric kooks that wanted to make a stink about something. And unfortunately, uh, they, they get credence. They, they get attention, and they, that's exactly what they want. Some of the comments that uh, the people that didn't like the flag, they said it creates nationalism. Okay, well, so I'd say more patriotism. Another guy didn't think that the car should say police. I'm not sure what it should say if it doesn't say police. I don't say fire department, say Red Cross. Uh, I, I'm not sure. But it's just, once again, we're throwing common sense out the window. Uh, the city council, they agreed to keep the logo and overwhelming support to keep the logo from the citizens, and they got support from all around the country. Then this is, once again, why we even give these people that are trying to get their 15 minutes of fame with such ridiculous and moronic ideas, why we give them their 15 minutes of fame is beyond me. This shouldn't even be national news, and it'd be nice if the mayor of Laguna, Laguna Beach, California, uh, when they get these uh, complaints on this uh, new... Uh, seal on the side of the police car just tell these people to go pound sand go move somewhere else we don't need you here we don't even like you go away and again how many complaints very few yeah. they, they said it was over 95 percent in support of this flag so why are we even giving these people the time of day it i, I i'm fascinated by our overreaction to everything that happens on social media i mean it's just getting to the point where Someone says something, and the next thing you know, they're like, well, there's a whole bunch of people upset by this. And I'm like, okay, hold up there, Charlie. There's one person who sent you an email or a Facebook thing or whatever. Well, maybe you got two, but you're a town of several hundred thousand. And the last time I checked, it's a democracy, and you made a decision what you're putting on the car, and there wasn't a vote on it. Get over it. Well, there's also a, a university out in uh, California I saw the other day that was uh, they're looking at doing away with their mascot, which is the uh, the old uh, mining guy with the big uh, Festus hat, and he's double-fisted, you know. Oh, the 49er? Talking? Yeah, the 49er guy. He's got a name, uh, something Sam yeah. or whatever. Sam. Sam. Yeah, well, they're, uh, they're trying to take him off as the mascot because apparently he was uh, very negative towards American Indians back during the 1800s when the gold rush was going on. So that poor guy's getting banished from yeah. the campus up there. Uh, nothing against American Indians, but they had the gold for hundreds and hundreds of years and never bothered to dig it out of the ground. So let's not piss and moan when some white guy comes along and decides to make money money off of it. Especially Yosemite Sam. I didn't yeah. think he was a bad guy when I seen him out there on the football field dancing around, but apparently he, he did cause some problems during the 1800s. <laughs> what, but anyway, some, there's some movement going on out there at this university where he's getting taken off the football field too. Well, he didn't like Bugs Bunny, so he was very uh, uh, yeah. racist, I guess, against the rabbit population. I guess my whole point here is that uh, things that go out in California, I think it happens across the country. I shouldn't just say California, but... Uh, some, like you said, somebody's got to stand up to some of this radicalism. And, uh, you know, if you're going to sue me for $472,000, i am going to sue you for a million dollars for wasting my time here and counteract on these lawsuits so we can just take the money out of this and uh, get some people to use some common sense when it comes to this. And back to the, uh, the lady that was uh, got the 100000 for the Blue Lives Matter flag. 
I would think there would have to be a county board approval of this somehow. <laughs> Someone had to be taking a look at this and saying, what are we doing here? Well, Jerry, you know, all they wanted to do was hush-hush and sweep it under the rug yeah. and let it be gone. As a taxpayer out there, I'd be livid about this, but I'm sure it was all about finances. And, uh, you know, we can, we're going to save ourselves 372000 here if we just settle for 100000 was probably how it all worked out. Right, because she wanted four hundred and twenty. We're yeah. only giving her a hundred, so we saved yeah, three hundred. We saved you taxpayers a hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars here. Yeah. If, if we're buying a house, that's a good deal. But yeah. when we're paying some self righteous kook, that's not a good deal. Yeah. I, ca- I call that city math here at our jurisdiction. You know, we call that city math. Yes, indeed. These numbers is, uh... anyway. But the problem is gone. Unless she gets another job with the county. I don't so, feel so bad about my three percent raise then if uh, the, for giving that kind of money away. What else you got for us, Dave? Well, what about the Minneapolis mayor? Uh, he wants to get rid of warrior mindset training for the Minneapolis, Minnesota Police Department. Um, and what are we going to replace that with? I guess kinder and gentler. Uh, we're supposed to be. I don't know if we, if we want to walk around in unicorn uh, costumes and uh, just uh, have rainbows and unicorns flying out of our ass all the time, or what we're supposed to well, do. Well, apparently, you Sydney Sam's looking for a job. Maybe he can go. <laughs> that to might be a good. <laughs> that might be a good place for him to go. I don't know if, if Maybe he will be so offensive up in Minneapolis. Well, there's well I don't know. I, I think this, is there? I think this Minneapolis mayor he's going to get offended by about anybody like uh, you'll send me Sam. That's for sure. He, um, did a little bit of research on this guy, uh, Jacob Fry. Uh, he's part of the Democratic Farmers Labor Party, which I guess is a little different than the Democratic Party. It's a Minnesota thing. But uh, his claim to fame, he's been a community organizer, and he's also an attorney. Now, uh, a community organizer and an attorney. Now, community organizing is a great thing, and I know people that do it, uh, including my wife. And you do it as a volunteer normally. You don't do it so you can make a bunch of money at it. So why do we need attorneys involved in community organizing? And it just goes to show this guy's never really had a real job. And an attorney as a community organizer is just a really fancy way to cover this up is we're going to try to find as many people that want to be victims as we can, and we're going to file lawsuits, and I'm going to get all this attention, and then empower myself. And it's worked for him because now he's a mayor of Minneapolis. Um, he's, uh, supported a lot of different things, but one thing that kind of got me that he's in support of is he wants to get rid of single family home zoning in Minneapolis and wants to replace it with, um, uh, like apartment buildings. And he thinks that somehow that would help, uh, with segregation issues and would help with the uh, minority population in our city. Now I thought we'd already tried this in our history. It was called Projects, and those didn't pan out so well. But this guy evidently wants to go back to some kind of similar idea with uh, multifamily unit housing instead of single-family homes. And uh, like I say, just an extremely liberal guy. But back to the original thing, he wants to ban this warrior training. Well, and he, he's using an example where a uh, – not a – it wasn't Minneapolis, a suburb of Minneapolis. A police officer shot a black male during a traffic stop that was armed with a gun in, uh, say, I believe it was St. Anthony, Minnesota. And that was on Facebook Live, and I kind of remember when that came out, and the officer got charged, and he was exonerated of, of any wrongdoing. You know, there's there's a lot of ways you can take this as far as wanting to change this training, this mindset. But at the end of the day, the warrior training mindset 
is what you need as a police officer to survive. Now, if we want to change the uses of deadly force in this and that, um, there's other things we can do. And I think one thing you see a lot of uses of deadly force the departments are using, our department, I'm not aware of us ever shooting an unarmed person, period, that I can think of. Uh, they were always armed with something or in a vehicle or something. I can't ever think of shooting an unarmed person. But we had options. We were trained in options. We had nightsticks. We had pe- uh, pepper spray. We had tasers. We had all these other things. But, Dave, you, you're overlooking one important factor, though. Even though we were trained with all those other items and things to use, you had to have the warrior mindset exactly. in order to use them or to even think about using them. A warrior mindset is nothing more than you being aware and knowing your capabilities. That's all it is. Because in the last 30 years that I worked, the warrior mindset that I have has kept me out of a lot of fights, have kept me out of a lot of bad situations. I mean, there's times when I've let a person know, if this is the way you want it to go, then let's go this way. And then they thought about it because they've like, well, this guy come to fight. I'm, I'm not okay. I'll go with you. You, we'll do it your way then. One thing I remember being told is if you make some, if you look like you want to kick somebody's ass, and it appears that you're able to kick their ass, they probably don't want to fight you to start with. Exactly. And, and I guess the point I was making, if you, they can't have it both ways. We can't have this mamby-pamby de-escalation and all this fancy stuff because we don't want to use deadly force. We have, there's times you have to use force. So if we're going to try to get away from some of the, the firearms and that sort of thing, it's going to be replaced with some other type of weapons. We're going to have to use force sometimes. And you're right, Jarvis. you got to have that mindset that when you go into something and I take on this guy and I challenge him and he wants to kick my ass, that I don't go from zero to shooting him in two seconds. I go from zero to, okay, I'm going to use my baton, I'm going to use some other weapon, I've been trained in, in physical defense that I feel I can you know, punch him in the face or whatever I have to do, and control him and control the situation before it gets to the use of deadly force. And when we take a warrior mindset out of it, you got guys out there that, like I say, they're going to go from zero to bang this that quick, and then you got a big shit sandwich. Well, and the other problem with it, and it's obvious just in reading the man's statements where he's using terms like killology. And things like that. I suppose he thought that made him sound smart. And instead, what it tells me is you're a moron in this subject matter because you're talking about something you know nothing about. So if I don't train people, if I take Joe Average and I put him into the middle of the worst situation you can think of and go, <clears throat> here's your gun and good luck to you, we're going to have a lot of shots going off in a lot of different places. Okay. But if I take that same person and I give them training and I give them the proper mindset and they understand this new term that they <clears throat> love to use called de-escalation, we used to call it tactics. I know when I should advance. I know when I shouldn't advance. I know when I might back up. I know when I want to go forward with two or three guys. I know when I want to have a couple guys coming in behind me. I mean, this whole idea that we're going to have this, I'm going to go out and do a whole bunch of good things. So I can sit here and look nice, and then when something bad happens, then we don't look so bad. And I'm like, look, as I said earlier, force is an ugly thing. When we use force, it's not pretty. It's not going to be pretty. And if you punch somebody in the face, they're probably going to bleed. They're probably going to have a bloody nose everything else. 
But if you turn around and you take somebody and you don't give them any training and then you send them out into the middle of the night into bad places in Minneapolis where this mayor would never go in the middle of the night and not without armed people that are trained, then bad things are going to happen. So the foolishness of the man's statements, just the, the first off, okay, we won't call it warrior mindset. We'll call it uh, gunfighting. Well, I bet he'd like that better, you know, and if well, we can't call it gunfighting. So, you know, okay, it's a term. It's a word. We're trying to teach people through scenario-based training how to make these decisions in a very, very compressed distance of time and make the right decisions. Sometimes we don't. And you always tell those officers, especially when the guys are new, that they get read like a book by the bad guys. And when you got some experience and you walk into that crowded bar and you're, and you're by yourself or you walk into that big party and you're by yourself or whatever the case may be, they can tell by the way you carry yourself. They can tell by just how you interact that this guy's been around the block. This guy's got the right mindset. This guy can kick my ass if he needs to. I'm not going to jack with him. And he even goes farther by saying, not only am I saying you can't do it, you can't do it on your own time, on your own dime. I forbid it. And I'm like. Yeah, he's not even letting these guys, if they want to pay for this training themselves, and get, right. this is a big no-no. I guess you and, get And now I'm like, okay, you elected God? Yeah. No, I think he's king of England. King England. King that, England. I've forgotten King, that old term. Yeah. King of England. King England. And I said you can. Well, see, one thing also that they're overlooking is what do you think that a lot of their police officers who go into these situations get the confidence from to do this? I mean, it's from the warrior based training that they have. All I mean, mindset. You think about it when we started out years back and we went to the first PTI training class and stuff and they said hey you need to go in here and do this that and the other and you looked at him and said do what yeah you're out of your mind <laughs> hey there's some guy in there that i know is waiting to jump on me and you tell me i gotta go in there and do i don't think so but through training through years of experience that we learned to do it because we know when we go in there what we're looking for, what we're watching for, and what job is we have to do. And we don't have to think about it because we already have that confidence in ourselves that we know we can do this job. So, And again, if the press didn't just play along with these, and again, in this subject matter, the guy's probably much brighter than I am, but in this subject matter, he's a moron. Okay, so if they'd asked this man, yo, moron, are you saying you won't have your officers go into a school by themselves in an active shooter situation. Well, his answer to that, will, well, in that case, yes, of course. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be something a warrior would do? Because Mary Poppins ain't rushing in that place. Okay. Neither her, the umbrella, or the chimney sweep. They're just not going to get that done for you. Unfortunately, he wants a lot of officer poppins on the Minneapolis Police Department. Well, and that's the thing. They, they want everybody to do all these things. But, again, can't you – can't you shoot the guy, but do it nice? And I'm like, okay, I'll smile while I'm shooting him. I'll bet you'll really <laughs> like that part. That's nice. Well, once again, it's just a reckless reckless comment by, yes. uh, for uh, political correctness. It's going to get people hurt. And like I said, once again, we 
as law enforcement officers and in 99.9 percent of them are great out there you know we have less than one percent of bad apples that do slip through the the process here. i agree but, but you know this is just a reckless comment made by a, a politically correct uh, a mayor who's trying to be politically correct here it has no idea what he's saying or what he's even in, even addressing but it, it sounds good in to who he's addressing it to that small population, once again, is probably raising hell about the terminology warrior mindset. Anybody that has that type of training knows what it is. And being in law enforcement, we have a toolbox full of uh, different type of training methods and different ways to handle different situations, starting with the de-escalation or talking to people in a nice manner. We used to call that talking to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we used to de-escalate things yeah. is just being a little bit nicer until it's not time to be nice. And like you said, you just thrown out one uh, – one example, when you have to go into that school where you have an active shooter or you have to go into those troubled neighborhoods where you have a lot of crime and shooting and victims and mayhem going on here. But this, again, is just a it's just a reckless comment made by a politician for political correctness and trying to get some type of value from who he's addressing it to. And uh, hopefully it uh, gets an uproar from the uh, police unions and the people that actually know what they're doing in that community. It, it already it has. Says, so um, I'm sure he's going to reverse it. And you talked about who this mayor is, uh, a neighborhood organizer and an attorney. You know, we had one fine, one fine guy like that here in our state, you know, that ended up being the president. And he was a neighborhood activist and a, an attorney. And now he's almost a billionaire from from those days over 20 years. And I know what he made as a representative and a state senator in Illinois. So how do you get to become a multimillionaire and a, almost a billionaire from being a neighborhood activist? Right. That's what well, that's where the real crime is here. And this is what we really need to be addressing, <laughs> not whether, whether the officers are out there got the right mindset to go out there and do their job every day. And so. the other thing that's amazing about when these politicians make these reckless comments they're never held back it never comes back on them they're never then said hey you said this this and this now you're having this riot down here and the police are all standing there looking over their shoulder at you like what do you want i said because every time these kind of things come out we're making the officer hesitate and if uh, if it is a real shooting and the bad guy's shooting at you and you're going to shoot back and you got two seconds to do all this in how long do you want to hesitate I mean, yeah, it's he's just not, he's not doing a service to his community. No, he's not, not doing a service to his uh, his officers. He's sure not backing them here. And he's going to get somebody hurt. Yep, and they're going to have to be dealing with that. And, and like I said, it's just completely reckless. But anyway, I think all he's looking at getting is how many likes he can get on his Facebook from this comment. And I don't know what that is. So someone from Minneapolis can tell if it's a successful. A comment or not by how many likes he gets and what that number is. If it's a hundred, you know, people that call on and say, that's great. Great that he's doing that. I'd like to know what that is, but I can't believe there's got many people on board with this, but, uh, Good luck to you officers out there and be safe up there with, uh, you know, with what you're dealing with. But it's happening across this country and all you can do is just stick to your, uh, what's right and our training and how we, we go home every night and, uh, and that's the main goal of any uh, police agency. So uh, don't get uh, too discouraged by uh, your leadership up there. And if I can say one thing, uh, all of you all out there that's training, keep the warrior mindset. Because one thing of a true warrior, he always look for a way not to go into war. Very valid point.
on a on a better note for this uh, story, the union is taking him, uh, challenging him on this. Uh, according to an article, they've teamed up with a uh, organization, and they're going to offer free warrior style training to any officer that wants it. I'm sure you'd have to do it off duty, but uh, at least the union is is stepping up and saying something about this. And Jerry hit the nail on the head with a, with this uh, past president you brought up, and this guy's no different. At the end of the day, I don't know how much some of these folks really care about the community because they're more concerned about empowering themselves and padding their bank account. And it's a pretty successful for many of them, unfortunately. Well, and you know, they did a study before he ever uttered one word and they said, you're going to get great coverage out of this and it's going to go nationwide and they're going to learn your name. And, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. It won't, be the, about won't it. be the name I called him, but it'll yeah. be other names. Well, they got a representative from that same area up there in this article, too, that's uh, done the same thing on her uh, level of being a U.S. House of Representatives. She makes off-the-wall comments and and causes controversy about every other month, it seems like, or every other week. Yeah, uh, I forgot about her. Yeah, but that, that's where she's from is his district, so that's who he's catering to. and. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it's just a small population that uh, falls for this nonsense. But uh, he is not doing a service to his community by making these type of comments and handcuffing his police department by well, doing it. And to continue as a politician to fuel the fire of the hatred of a small, and it's a very small portion of the public, against the police. But it's always the thing that they lead with in the national broadcast papers, you name it. And they just keep adding fuel to it. And I'm like, that's not what a leader does. That's not what a person who truly is worried about his community doesn't do. And Jerry's right. I mean, this man is not serving his community. Leave the officers out of it. The community as a whole, he's just not helping anybody with anything. You look at these cities like Minneapolis, though, where you have an extremely liberal um, politicians that are in charge, and every one of them is either circling a drain or the toilet's already been flushed. I don't I don't know how much they really care about their community. They care about themselves and their own cronies and, and uh, empowering themselves at the end of the day. And like I said, it's just a small frigid of the population that falls for it until, you know, the people that know the difference between right and wrong and uh, what they need in their community and start standing up and uh, counteracting some of this nonsense. It's, it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's a nationwide problem uh, when they allow this stuff to happen, you know, cause no one wants to get in a controversy with it, but that's just plum stupid uh, to sit there and say, we're not going to offer good training, which has been on the books for years and then turn around and tell your officers that we're not going to provide this training anymore because I don't like the terminology. That's what it amounts to. It's the terminology of warrior mindset. He probably has no idea what it is. As I said, he's talking about a subject he knows nothing about. Yeah. And when I go back in my career, you know, the early 70s, the number of officers that were being killed and the number of citizens that were getting shot compared to what goes on today, the, it, other than the news media trying to make everybody believe this happens all the time, shootings from police officers are way down. And the number of individuals shot that are not armed, that's down too. And the majority of people we shoot, this might be earth-shaking news, but they're neither brown nor black. So 
But again, that's not going to fit my story, so we can't print that. Yeah, that, that's completely out of the narrative. We can't. Yeah, it's, yeah it's we'll put that in section B on the back side, right underneath the homes that are for sale. It's and, not going to be front page. And those statistics come from the Justice Department under President Obama. Don't tell people that it screws up the whole platform. I understand. Yeah. And, and what's really concerning is that, uh, you know, without this type of uh, training or one of these tools of training, I, I like to refer it to, um, when we hire, we hire the best educated uh, officers out there that we didn't have 20 years ago. I mean, you got guys from across the men and women across the, the spectrum that maybe just with a high school diploma or whatever, uh, in law enforcement, but now we're we're hiring uh, young adults who come right out of college. They're very well educated, mostly smart guys, and all this. But some of them do not have the work ethic, or they don't have that warrior mindset, thinking the whole world is rosy. And and so the predicament: if you don't get, provide this type of training to them, you're sending them into a, a losing situation. Is what you're doing. You're setting them up for failure if you don't tell them how the real world works. And unfortunately, then when they do get on the job and they go see the real world, within several months of seeing the real world, they also see the other side of the door because they're like, oh, this is not for me. Exactly. I am leaving. And take the scenario you just described. You send him into a, turns into a violent situation and they don't have any training, like I said earlier. And now they're scared and they panic and they know they got a gun and they know it goes bang. And the next thing you know, they are shooting an, um, an unarmed person or someone that they may have may have been able to get into custody by some other means. And we've seen a lot of officers that have been been provided with this type of training that still become you know they, they fail i mean it's just not their makeup and and that's understandable i mean it's right just- because working for a large department or medium-sized department is not for everyone because you know we've had officers on the job not saying that they're afraid or scared or anything like that but they've come and, you know, we've had them where they'd work a week and they say, I got to go back to my small department because you all do more in a day than I do in a whole month at my old department. And, you know, that's a reality wake up is, you know, we're not herding cows. Well, yeah, I've heard cows, but <laughs> we're not doing the little small stuff that is done in little small rural areas. Well, even, uh, you know, we all got family members and we all, uh, we've, we can tell the stories where, you know, you get calls from, from family members saying, did that really happen? You know, did, I can't believe that, you know, or they watch the TV shows, the cops programs and all that. You see the bad behavior that's out there and stuff like that. Does that really go on? All night long, all day long in most jurisdictions. And they're showing you the stuff they can show you. And that's like 80, 90% of the population that doesn't have any idea about the other 10% and how the people live and what they do to each other and all 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 the filth and dirt that we see day in and day out in law enforcement. And there's a a large population that comes into law enforcement that has that mentality. That they no think idea. that I'm here to help people. That's the number one question. You know, when we ask in interviews, you know, what do you want? I want to help people. Okay. Maybe they don't want your help. And they're going to tell you they don't want your help when you get that call. You know, and 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 a lot of people can't process that, you know, and, and that's part of warrior mindset. So I don't know what this mayor's thinking that he it's just running and gunning that we're gonna take assault rifles in and go kick in kindergarten doors and do that type of thing. I don't know what he's thinking. Like I said, he's just not educated. 
made. He's making a comment that he has nothing, no knowledge of what he's talking about. So I don't think he ever has had, but it did get him elected mayor of a large city. Well, people get elected in a lot of positions yeah. across this country that have no, no business, business being no there. Business being and there. we've had it happen before. But like I said, the only thing we can do is hopefully that the, the communities that they're serving, that these people stand up and start speaking up when they see this crap, you know, and start protecting themselves because this is this is just outrageous. Well, and what is refreshing in this one is the union right. immediately yep. stepping right up and saying basically, hey, up yours, we're doing this. Yeah. Right. They thumb and, their nose at him and, yeah. and give him the bird. And Yo, King, them. we're coming your way. <laughs> yeah. We're here to save lives, not uh, jeopardize lives. Yeah, we're going to go throw the tea in the harbor right now. And with that, another episode of uh, Top Talk America. Thank you.